We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Uh, I am excited about the message this morning. I've been just something that God's been stirring in my heart. Uh, for a long time, but you know, just before we get into it, I want to. I, I went out to Mosgill this morning. I thought I'd I'd go out just a little bit early and just see the team out there, and they're packing in uh, today. They're in Coronation Hall, right on the main road there, and uh, uh, they're doing it good. They work hard. Uh, they're full of faith. Uh, come on, if you're in Mosgill, come on, why don't you give God a shout of praise? That's right. We heard you all the way from the city. All good. But uh, it was great. People out there having fun. Jason was buying the coffees. And uh, so who knows, everything was okay. Um, but really, as a church, come on, we're, we're, we're on mission right now. We, as a church, we're on mission. If we had 60 people that are in Mosgiel right now in the auditorium here with us this morning, yeah, it would feel a little bit fuller. And uh, you might see some of your friends and all that. But who knows that God has placed us on mission. And so we're pushing out into, into different areas, and, and uh, we love uh, what God is doing in Mosgiel. We love what God is doing in the city, and I really pray, and I, I ask that we would all pray for both locations. I love it how we cross over as well. People come there, people come here, and we're all on team, and it's just awesome. But just remember, we are on mission right now. And so uh, let's continue believing God to keep seeing people saved, seeing people set free, seeing people come alive in the call of God that they have on their life. Amen. That, that's what we're here for. I pray this morning if you're in church and you've been invited by a friend, I pray that today you have a great day because a great day is, is the start of that, is that you know that you're loved by Jesus. All your fears, all your failures, all your insecurities, you are loved by Jesus this morning. And uh, I believe that God's going to break some of those fears, going to break some of those failures, going to break some of those insecurities. And so my heart today is that you have an encounter with the love of Christ. Who's ready for that? Yeah. Amen. All right, let me pray, and then we'll get into our Bible. Father, I thank you for what you've laid on my heart this morning. I believe it's from you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I want to try, try and do what your word says in John 14 when Jesus says he only does what he hears the Father do say. And Lord, I, I pray that, Lord, as I, I can step into that this morning because I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jesus. I pray, Jesus, that you'd be with me by your Holy Spirit to be able to speak this message into people's lives, that it would come alive. And Lord, we would step into that same rea reality and that same relationship, Lord, of the anointing of God that is on our life. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that, that you'd minister, that every person this morning would again know your presence, know your power, and know that they're perfect in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're looking for a message right there, power, presence, and perfect. Uh, if you want to write one, go for it. I'm sure it would work. Um, but hey, who's ready for the Bible? All right. Um, grab your Bibles. Go to dun, 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 Matthew. We're in the New Testament this morning. This is something that 
as I said, I've just been mulling over it for a little while, and I've listened to a number of podcasts, and I've been flicking through pages of, of my Bible and just letting it sort of mull. And then so it's probably more in me this, this, today than hopefully I'll be able to articulate what I believe God wants to do. But hey, we're going to go for it. I love the scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. I think some of you may know what it is. We are also going to read it in the message translation. Uh, I believe this is a great scripture um, because it's all about how we can come to Jesus. Who likes coming to Jesus? If you, like when, 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 when your cat gets run over, where do you take your cat? To the vet. Right? When you get run over, where do you take yourself? You should take yourself to the hospital, but you should also pray first. Right? When, when stuff goes wrong, where do we go? We run to Jesus. Anyone this morning? All right. And so when, when stuff goes wrong, or, or but, but that's our mentality, isn't it? We sort of run to Jesus sometimes when he's, he, we, like Jesus lives in an ambulance. That's when we need him. Whoa, whoa, Jesus, one, one, one. Because there's an emergency going on. But what if we actually just knew the local number for the fire department? Because oh, we've been communicating with them, like Jesus. Well, do you understand what I mean? What if we actually knew just the connection to Jesus? And this is what I want to encourage us about this morning, is that the connection with Christ is a day-to-day, -day, an hour-to-hour, -hour, a minute-to-minute, -minute, a second-to-second. -second. I'm not saying you have to be so intense. You've got to pray about whether you have Marmite or Marmalade. It's definitely Marmite. No, it's not. It's definitely Vegemite. Preach that. If you have Marmite, there's prayer at the end of the message today. In both locations, we'll definitely pray for that. Um, but anyway, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Let's read that together this morning. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. That's New Living Translation. Who's already feeling relaxed? Let's read it in the Message Translation. It says this, Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. This is Jesus. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace and I, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I want to I wanna unpack this scripture just a little bit this morning, but we're going to lead into a, a whole another a branch of what I feel about. Um, I want to unpack yoke. Who, when, when it's talking about here, I, um, we yoked. Uh, you know, good, apparently superstition, you get a double yoked egg. Has anyone had a double yoked egg? Great. Has nothing to do with the yoke I'm talking about. Just making sure. If you went to, um, my yoke is easy, we're not talking about eggs this morning. We're talking about an illustration that Jesus is using out of the, out of the local agriculture day. 
So I don't have any pictures, but just imagine this. If a yoke is the very thing that joins two animals together. Most of the time it was oxen. Sometimes it was donkeys. Well, like may modern day, we might think of a, a Clydesdale horse uh, being linked together to be able to pull something and push something. So the, 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 the piece of wood that is linking one to another is called a yoke. Okay, we're all right with this. I know it's simple stuff this morning because we've been Christians for ages and we know all this. Okay. And so it says here, take my yoke upon you, uh, for my yoke is easy to bear. Here's the thing. uh, You are yoked to something. You're yoked to something. Well, what do you mean I'm yoked to? Well, you're yoked to something. What, what, What are you yoked to? What's tearing you down right now in your world? then you're yoked to it because it's challenging you and you're like, oh man, I'm just trying, I'm trying, I'm trying and I'm doing everything in my capacity that I can do but you just seem to be getting nowhere and there's a fear or there's something going on. You're yoked to something but here's the great thing is that uh, Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and we'll unpack it a little bit further but we're yoked to many, many different things and here's the thing, if if you want to know what you're yoked to, Answer this question from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live, a right, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So if you're not yoked to this scripture or yoked to Jesus, what are you yoked to? Challenging, isn't it? It's challenging this morning. See, and I'll unpack personally some of the things that I've been yoked to in my life. Because we get yoked to a lot of things. We get connected to a lot of things in life. Well, what your upbringing has yoked you to a certain way of life. A certain culture, great way to put it. And, and we get yoked to it. And I'm going to share a little bit later about my upbringing and how I, how I'm, how I was, amen, uh, how I was uh, yoked to a certain way of parenting. Uh, and, and I'm still trying to break and burn that yoke, but uh, hey, it's keeping the fire going right now, but it's keeping a great need on my yoke of Jesus. Here's the thing is I, I can be open and I can be honest about some of the yokes that I'm yoked to, and I'm saying, Lord, I want to take your yoke upon my life uh, because your yoke is easy. And so but we, I want to live an easy life. That's, that's my mandate. I'm lazy. I just want to live easy. Classical music in the background, birds tweeting, bowler burgerings. I don't know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good thing. But, but we're yoked to something. Cause in the, and again, there's the clue. Seek first the kingdom of God. Well, what are you seeking first right now? Um, let, me, let me challenge our, our, our thinking just a little bit. Hey, are you that guy who's always looking for a girl? I'm not going to look anywhere. (laughs) Or are you that girl always looking for a guy? Are you yoked to that relation? Are you yoked to that? Or are you seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you? See, a lot of the things we don't understand is sometimes we're yoked to things and we don't even know about it. And and we're trying to plow the field and we don't see like we're getting anywhere because it's not easy. It's not light because it's not Jesus. What about insecurity? I've known that yoke. I've been very honest and shared my journey through the last however many years. Still, 
I don't know if I'm 100% over it, but there's been areas where, man, I was really insecure, but now I'm taking Jesus. I'm stepping into that. So there's a yoke. What about fear? Are you yoked to being overlooked? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing this. No one ever asked me when you're, I'm just, no one asked me what my opinion is or anything. Well, are you just trusting God? I mean, that, that Joseph could have had the same issue, but he chose to be yoked to Jesus, yoked to the Lord, rather than yoked to being overlooked. What about money, mortgages? What about businesses, family? Well, it's just it's all about family. It's all about family. I've got to do family, family, family. Well, little Johnny's got his birthday on, and, we've, and his birthday is on this date, and it's got to be done here. And, and, and I can't, oh no, I can't, can't come to church because I've got little Susie, and Susie's a, like she's got a leap pass, and we've got to go leap, and it's only on a certain day. And, and uh, they've, they've got a triathlon on, and we've got to go and do a triathlon. And what about, oh, we've got a, we've got a birthday party. The cousin's uncle's auntie has got a birthday party, and we've got to go, and, and we've got to be all about family. Are we yoked to family? Now, this is a challenging one because I think family is really, really important. But are we seeking the kingdom of God first and family be added? Everything gets added. What about are we yoked to lifestyle? Oh, I just need a weekend off. Just take some annual leave. Don't take a weekend off. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Accidental. Um, oh, we just got to, you know, oh, I was amazing. I, I don't think this is going to go to Masterton at all, and so I can say this, but um, um, Shout Conference used to be just after or in and around Easter, and that time of year was the raw for hunters. And I remember having these conversations with these guys, I'm like, come on, why don't you come to shout? It's going to be amazing. God will speak to you. And that, the roar's on. The roar? Yep, it's when all the all the deers, all the stag come out. And I'm, 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 I've got 10 days straight gone hunting for the roar. What are you yoked to? Do you think that if you honoured God, did you think that if you put him first in your life, do you think he'll add like the biggest pointed steer, dag, stag, whatever. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't you think he'll help you shoot, catch, whatever, tag and release? I don't know. Don't you think he'll add that into your world and you'll be able to go, man, you, yeah, I honored God and I look at this thing I got him. I don't know. You know, it was life, lifestyle. We get, you know, I've just, oh, I've got to go, you know, got to spend time at the, the batch or the crib. What about, what about being on mission like we are as a church right now? And please, I'm not trying to pay anybody out at all, but I'm trying to share an example about how we get yoked to things and how we don't even know they're there. Um, see, here's the thing is when it comes to a yoke and it comes to Jesus, he just wants to be that person he's, you're, you're yoked to. He wants to be that person where, that leads you and guides you and, 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 and shows you the right path. And, and, and really where I'm going with this this morning is I want to I unpack what it is to, to know the anointing of Christ. To know the anointing of Christ. See, see when we are yoked to Jesus, 
then we're stepping into the anointing of Christ. When we yoke to Jesus, we're stepping into the anointing of Christ. But, but there's so many distractions, so many things that rob us from stepping into the anointing of Christ. And I want to, I don't want about you, but I, I want to take his yoke upon us, upon me. For his yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is life. Or even, let's read it, the message version. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Why? Because you're yoked to Jesus. And he'll lead you through it. But are we still yoked to that pain? Are we yoked to that disappointment of that divorce? Are we yoked to that abuse? Now, all of these things are real. And, 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 and I've got, here's, here's the thing, the only way you can break through that is by stepping into the anointing of Jesus. The only way you can break something is by stepping into the anointing of Jesus. Let's read our Bible, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be, dis will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. See, I believe this morning, I don't want to be here to, 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 to preach another encouraging word, another smack on the butt, and you can do it. High five, come on, up you get, away you go. Come on, reach the world for Jesus. Now, they are all good things, but I've run out of those messages. 11 years now, I've been doing those messages. And they're good, I hope. I pray you feel encouraged. But more than that, don't yoke yourself to my encouraging words. Because they are limit, they're limited. They're really limited. But if you yoke yourself to Jesus, if you yoke yourself to the anointing of Christ, He has the power to break through things. He has the power to break the yoke. I don't know this morning, but do you want to keep walking around yoked to that disappointment? Do we want to keep walking around yoked to that addiction? Do we want to keep walking, walking around yoked to that fear? Or do we want to live free and, and, and light? I want to live free and light. But the, here's the thing is, are we, are, we, are we pursuing, are we wanting to run after Christ? Because here's the thing is, we run after the love of Christ. I believe there's many people, because I hear the language of it. As a church, God loves you, God's forgiving, all that. And yes, He is. He loves you. He loves you, but do we want to run after the anointing of Jesus? Do we want to step into the same thing that helps people, help people get set free? After the message this morning, we're praying. We're praying down the front. We're going to pray. I don't care. We're going to pray all the way through the equip course if we need to. Why? Because I don't want people to be yoked to things that are holding them back, not letting them go forward. But this morning, we're believing for the anointing of Christ to come and break some yoke. Come on, if you love the Lord, just give him a clap right now. <laughs> Leviticus. It is a book in the Bible. I know I've never really used it ever before. But it came up helpful. Leviticus chapter 8, verse 12. Then he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head 
anointing him and making him holy for his work. So he poured the anointing oil on Aaron's head, anointing him to make him holy for his work. I wonder if we keep being yoked to things that are just holding us back and not being yoked to Jesus, and we're finding it difficult. Why? Because we haven't been anointed with the right stuff. Uh, when uh, Anointing means really to be set apart. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more. In Exodus chapter 29, verse 7, Then he anointed him by pouring the anointing oil over his head. Now, um, this, is, this is exciting because when something was anointed, they used lots. Uh, you know, who wants to see uh, someone covered in oil? Maybe this message might work well in Tonga. You know, those muscly Tongan guys covered in oil. I was over there for a, a, a bodybuilding competition. I wasn't in it. I, was, I saw it happening. Um, and they were smothering themselves with oil and all this sort of stuff and, and fake tan to make the muscles look bigger. I don't know how it all works. I've tried it. It didn't work for me anyway, but it was a long shower scrubbing that stuff off anyway. No. Um, but the oil, it just covers everything. Now, I've got a little bit of water this morning, just a little bit. And Sean, if you come up here, because you're the intern that's here this morning. <laughs> now, just stay down there. It's easier for pour over your head, you see. Now, I, I only got a little bit. They used a jug of oil, right? We're not going to use oil this morning because I will ruin this nice shirt. It will probably sharpen up your shoes a little bit. But, like, they didn't hold back. They just poured it all over. They, like... Uh, I'm not that mean, all right, but just imagine if we had this, just a little bottle of water and we poured it and poured it and all over him. I'm not going to do it. That's all right. <laughs> um, he would get wet, right? It would be all over him and much. Thank you, Sean. We're not, just, just wanted to see if we could make people nervous. But um, we pour, it, poured, it poured all over and it's, it's not just like a sprinkling. It's not, the anointing of Christ is not just a sprinkling. When, when something was anointed, something was set apart, it was poured all over. When, when, when Jacob had the dream about the angels going up and down the ladder at, at Bethel, they, he anointed the rock that he laid his head on. He set it apart because surely the presence of God is in this place. And he smothered the oil all over it. And it's not just a little dab. And I think we need to take that analogy and take that anointing and take that visual anointing that it was poured all over from the, to the outermost garments of Aaron from the beard of Aaron to the outermost garments and oil was everywhere basically what I'm trying to say is it's not just don't just you're not going to get anointed by just a little bit we don't just get anointed by just a little bit of God of, of Jesus now here's a challenge for you who can find the word Christ in the Gospels. It's not there. Who can find the word Christ in all the epistles? Or sorry, all the letters that Paul wrote and all that. It's there because why? They are describing Jesus because Christ means anointed in Greek. Let me just help you out. I've got a scripture here that will help you in it because it helped me. Um, where is it gone? I've hidden it. I put it somewhere. Anyway, what it says is that it says that um that in 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 Hebrew Messiah in Hebrew means anointed. In the Greek, 
Christ is the word for anointed. So we've got a whole lot of people in the gospel going, we're looking for the Messiah, the anointed one. We're looking for the anointed one, with the anointed one. And so uh, they, they find, you hear the word Messiah there, but when in, in, the, in, the, in the letters and the rest of the New Testament, you always hear the word Christ because of anointing. Jesus is anointed. Let's read some of this this morning. In Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 19, Then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power, Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where, the, where this was written. Here we go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has set, sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Amen. Awesome. Right there. This is Jesus, goes into the synagogue, gets handed a scroll, and he stands up and he goes, this is about to get real. This is what I'm here for. I want to tell you all about why I'm here. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. And it's not just from top to bottom. It's not on the outside. He's talking about on the inside. And again, we'll, we'll get to it in a, in a moment in John chapter 14. It's about how, he, how, how, how the presence and the power of God, has, the Holy Spirit has come and filled Jesus on the inside. He's been, and that's how he became anointed. Nowhere, nowhere was Jesus had oil poured over him, apart from a little bit through the gospel where a beautiful lady came and poured alabaster on her feet and washed, her, washed his feet with her hair. Nowhere else. So it wasn't about the anointing oil being poured over him. It was about what God had anointed in him. And here's the thing. Are we co-laborers with Christ this morning? We're going to get there in a minute. Are we doing all right? Why? Because we've got to bring the good news. We've got to bring the good news to people. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we have the good news? Do we believe in the good news? I read a report, 400 people converted to Islam after the unfortunate events in Christchurch. Probably out of sympathy, out of that. I totally disagree with everything that that person did. It was terrible. No family, no, no group of people should ever have to go through something like that. But don't we have the good news? We're too quiet for that this morning. Don't we carry the good news of Christ? We carry the good news of Christ. I, got, I get it. Love people. Love, love, love. But we've got to also lead people to a place where they can, from that love, through that love, get to a place where they'll understand that Jesus loves them and died on the cross and rose again for them, just like we know that this morning. But don't, want, don't we want to live our lives to see that people that are, who are, have been uh, captive by something can be released? Why? By the anointing of God, that the blind will see. Can we, can we actually believe that we could, we could believe for miracles? What, what about a, a, that the oppressed will be set free? Just like, 
We actually take, Desiree and I take our role here reasonably seriously, pretty seriously. And we hear about this or we hear about that or something, you're going through something. Um, we pray. We pray, but the reality is, is that it's the anointing of God that breaks the yoke. And so if you go to Jesus, he's the one that's anointed. He's the one that's going to break the yoke. Um, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Who wants to live in favor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just this is how, this is as good as it gets. This is how I live. This is what God's got for me. I believe God's got the best life for us. God's got the best life for us. You know, some of you, some of you might be thinking, oh, that's okay. Jesus can say that because he's the son of God. He was meant to do all this stuff. Well, let's, let's read in John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. Are we, are we all right? Are we good? Are we all good in Mosgiel? Great. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And we're yoked. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He'll anoint you. The anointing. Oh, here's that scripture I was looking for before. I found it in my notes. John chapter 1, verse 41. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. So they're bringing two languages together, Messiah, anointed one, Christ. But anyway, back to, he lives with you now and later will be in you. See, we can walk around and live our life yoked to different things. Yoked to this, yoked to that. But are we wanting to be yoked to Jesus? Well, I believe there's a desire. But many things hold us back. Many challenges. Here's the thing is you've got to honor, honor, honor the anointing. If you want to move forward in life, we've got to honor the anointing, honor the call of God that is on your grace. Honor you. That's one of our key scriptures, our, our key things in our DNA, in our heartbeats. Honor our need of Christ. The only way we can break this is because we're going to honor our need of Christ. Honor our need. Lord, I need you in this, in our salvation. We honor our need of Christ. God, today, I'm gonna, I need to honor you every morning when we get up. I thank you, Lord, that today I'm honoring, I'm walking with you. I'm walking in your anointing. I'm walking in your grace. In John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, it says this. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare rivers of living water flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Anointed, set apart. Are we running after Jesus, the, the one who, who is a river of living water flowing out of him, which is the Holy Spirit? Are we want to be anointed to that? Are we, sorry, yoked to that anointing? Or we still want to be yoked to things that are going to trud through the mud? It's like a good, 
See, when it comes to thirsty, thirsting, most of the time you don't know you're thirsty until you're thirsty. And, and like, like, who's that? There's always that person, hey, I've got a headache. What do they say? You need more water. <laughs> Are you one of those annoying people if you say, I've got a headache? You need more water. And that's right. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Just in case you know, everyone in the room now knows that if you've got a headache, you just need to drink more water. So stop saying you need more water. Sorry. Just venting. Um, but the first thing we do when we're thirsty is what? Is, is we want to run to the tap. In this world that we live in, we're lucky. If you're in church this morning, purified water through just water at the back there. Cups there available. Put it in the bin. Done, job done. Happy. If you're, if you're at home, what do you do? You go to the tap, turn on the water, drink. No, but uh, that's, our, that's our natural instinct, isn't it, to, to just run to the tap because we know there's water going to come out of it. But what about our, our spiritual instinct of going, man, I need to just run to you, Jesus. Um, here's the thing is, uh, aren't we not supposed to be dehydrated? Because that's the issue is we go, we run to something when we're thirsty. But why don't we live a life living in the anointing and living not dehydrated, living in a place why? Why? Because we've got we've 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 run to Jesus and the living water's flowing out of him and we get our sustenance for the day in the morning and we get ready for what God has for us. And you go, Lord, today the your burden is, is light. I'm not gonna be yoked to anything. I'm gonna why? Because the yoke the blah 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 speaking in tongues right now. It's because the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Well, so what do we need to destroy? What do we need to destroy in life? If you love me, obey my commands, John chapter 14, verse 15 and 17. And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him doesn't recognize him, but now know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I read it before. I'm reading it again. Later, he'll be in you. Later, he'll be in you. We, we love those scriptures. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. We like those scriptures, but they're, they're, not, they're not natural They're not natural things. They're not, that's not, you don't have this like little worm living inside of you. It's the Spirit, right? It's the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And so uh, you can break anything today. Why? Because you're yoked to Jesus. You're yoked to the anointing. You know, I shared earlier, but uh, how, how do you work through stuff? How, how do you deal with circumstances that, that you've been yoked to? Well, let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 22. So, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And this, oh, I messed up. Excuse me. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. 
These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out the good intentions. But when you, have direct, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, uh, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, who knows, it's great to have a but. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, um, and faithfulness. I don't, I, you know, sometimes you, know, you don't want to read out that list beforehand. Because you, you're like, it's a little bit provoking. We're writing down a list here and you're like, oh, tick, oh, tick, 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 tick. I just ticked all of them. But... The great part about it is that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. See, we, I believe we can choose or even we don't acknowledge what we're yoked to sometimes. As I shared earlier, when it comes to parenting, I'm yoked to something. I know sometimes it lines up with the Word of God. Sometimes it doesn't. But do I want it to line up with the Word of God? Yeah. Yes, I do. That breakthrough, do I want it? Do I want to continue? Do, do I want my children to, to live, grow up and live a life that, that they know that dad loves them and they know that mum loves them and they know that they can be who they are and all that? Yeah, of course we do. All of us want to do that. But... Do, do we have outbursts of anger? Or is it just me that's going to um, acknowledge this this morning? Has any parent not ever had an outburst of anger? Please come and pray for me afterwards. And I'll get everyone else to line up as well. But there's stuff that we get yoked to. Why? Because it's stuff that has been inherited or it's stuff that, that the devil tries to use to steal, kill, and destroy. But are we going to choose to be yoked to the anointing because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And so in, in every circumstance, whatever you're going through right now, you choose whether you want to be yoked to it or you choose to come and be yoked to Jesus. How do you deal with it? You say, Lord, come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Like, like they did, like poured the oil out on that. It, was, it went everywhere. What do we want the Holy Spirit to do? What do we want the anointing to do right now? We want him to go everywhere. We want him to, he's dealt with some insecurity. He's dealt with fear. He's dealt with this. But there's still stuff that I know that we're yoked to. There's still, I'm yoked to. There's still stuff that I know you're walking through going, man, I'm not as free as I want to be. Why? Because Right now is a good place to say, praise Jesus. Exactly. Are we free this morning? Are we excited? Oh, well, this is just a southern, we're just quiet down in the south and we're conservative and we're nice people and all that. Oh, well, does, does Jesus deserve our best? Do, 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 do people want to get, like, do we want to follow Jesus who has done so much for us? Uh, amen, right there, all right. Excuse me. 
I think, you know, I've had many conversations with different people one-on-one, and I've actually been able to talk to them about the reality of the struggle of learning how to be a dad. I don't know I've shared this example before, but what the Lord is now showing me is that I can bring, bring, bring a bit of wisdom and a bit of humility uh, to, to say, Lord, we need you in this. Most of the time we're yoked to our own pride is why we never break the yoke. That sounds a bit rough, eh, for a Sunday morning. Excuse me. But uh, here's the thing is, our whole heart is that every single person walks in freedom because they know they are anointed to Jesus Christ. That he's the one that comes and fills every area. If we can have the worship team up in, in all locations, that'd be great. All locations, all two. <laughs> Early days. We're holding on to the Michael Maiden prophecy of four locations. <laughs> I want to finish just a little bit early today because, see, we, we step into God's anointing. We choose to to step into everything that God has for us. I've shared this before, but if you haven't heard it, when we got asked to step into ministry, to go to Masterton, we lived in London, and we're serving the church there. Never ever um, preached a message. That always keeps people awake. Never, never had a letter service. Never, I actually, I wasn't even leading an e-group at the time. I knew I could read my Bible. I, I sort of had three ideas of a message. It's like, how are we going to do this? Well, what you do is you come to Jesus and you go, Lord, how are we going to do this? And from then on, I've just stepped into the anointing of God. And I said, Lord, I need you in this. I've not been perfect. Far from it. In fact, there's probably a few people who just said amen under your breath right then. But I've grown through it. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to walk with you because that's what you say. Walk with me and work with me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Well, how do you do this? What's going on? How do, how do you? This is crazy. And then God gives you something else to be responsible for. You're like, all right. All right, right now, it, and please... You don't, I'm just sharing. Please don't come after, after me and say you're awesome and all that because I'm not looking for that. But I have conversations with my wife. I go, why am I on their national leadership team? I'm just like, I really don't enjoy those environments because they're grappling and strategizing and it's a bit provoking and you can have a strong conversation and, uh, you know, 
because I like peace and burgerings. But I'm like, I just... But then you've got to go, well, for some... Someone's seen something in you and someone wants something out of you. And so then you step into the anointing of Jesus. And in those environments, Christ anoints you and you say the right thing at the right time. And that's why God places you in places that you don't feel like you're supposed to be there. Why? Because you're choosing to say, Lord, I need you. I need your anointing. I don't know why you've called me to do this, God, but I'm going to step into it. And the reason why I'm preaching this this morning is because in Mosgiel, in the city, I think there's too many people, and I'm not being judgmental here. I'm being pastoral. There's too many people sitting on the sideline with uh, yoked to unbelief or yoked to fear of failure or yoked to lifestyle or yoked to this. And I'm not, I'm really, please hear my heart. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but we are on a mission as a church. We are not a cruise ship. We are a destroyer. We're going after the devil. We're going after people and we're going to love people and lead people. But we're not going to, see, see, if we live a lifestyle on as a cruise ship, we're not going to see the things that God has for us. If you live a lifestyle just going, just cruising along through life and not yoked to Jesus, you're not going to see the very thing. I tell you, the greatest thing on earth as a pastor is seeing people baptized. The greatest thing on earth as a pastor is, is seeing people step into the call of God on their life because they've chosen to repent and they've chosen to break the yoke because of the anointing, because of what Jesus has done in their life seen a family healed, seen a marriage being put back together, seen children come back to God, seen people um, healed of cancer, seen people eyes healed. They are the greatest things. Loving people's good. It is. That's part of loving people. But I'm, I'm constantly challenged because when, did, when, when Jesus was tempted in the desert, he replied with Scripture. He replied with answers out of Scripture, which is good. And, and he had that moment and he came out of the desert. Do you know what the very first thing that he was led to do? The very next thing that's recorded in the Bible when Jesus comes out of the devil, uh, out of the desert, sorry, out of the devil. <laughs> when Jesus comes out of the desert, as he goes and heals a man or of demonic powers. I'm like, that's the life that I want to live. You're like, really? Demonic powers? Yeah. Stuff that is holding people back from living the life that Jesus has called them to live is what God has anointed me and then God has anointed you to li help live and lead people through. That's what God, Christ has led. Like, oh yeah, well, let's love people. I want unashamedly say love people, make them bake them cakes and all that sort of stuff. But maybe just a, maybe we could have the courage and the anointing. Say, Jesus, what would you have me say here? What would you have me do here? Well, this is what you need to do. I'll show you. Go and cast the demon out of that person. Now that's a little bit crazy right now because like we live in the, this nice world. We don't really talk about demons too much. And it's just, it's, it's, it's stuff that is opposite to the Spirit of God. 
greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Are you anointed? Yes, you are. So why don't we step into that anointing every day? Walk with Jesus and he'll lead you and guide you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you all stand to your feet wherever we are? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.